Yeah, too many angles. We should talk about that TV show. Do you remember that show? So old time. The no. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen TV show oh. that took place at a house on the beach. I do remember. You just said that. I remember. Oh, my God. I'm having a recovered memory. Okay. <laughs> so this is a part where she, she, they're talking about, like, kissing a boy. One of them kisses a boy. And, uh-huh. she, and they're like, tell, the other one's like, tell me about it. And she's like, well, I was wearing lip gloss. There was, like, a little bit of slippage. <laughs> That's literally what she says. And that just stuck in my mind. When, as Never kid, wear lip like, gloss when you're making out. Uh, but I think she said it was, like, a good thing. Where she's like, so there's a little bit of slippage. And then the audience is like, oh. Or so, I don't, Canned was, audience. Was there an audience? I don't Maybe. remember. Probably. That's, but that's what it They're was. They're only used to, like, live studio audiences. They grew up that way on Full House. So. Right. I'm Shelby Sweeterman. And I'm Sam Frontera. It's the Rom Complex. Rom Complex. One, two, one, two, three, four. Oh, I'll meet you at the meet cute wearing a meat suit. That's a suit, it's made out of meat and you and me and me and you meat suit classic 27 dresses mm. not 26 dresses no not 28 dresses no they were exactly 27 of those, those dresses she, she did wear some more she did outside of those 20. there were other dresses right. but not these dresses these 27 referred to a specific set of 27 dresses a specific set not the other dresses in her closet which right. by the way if all of those dresses were in that one closet, where did she put her real clothes? I don't know. I mean, she must have had another closet. We never actually saw, like, the inside of her bedroom, except through the door. We just saw, like, a bed. But, we, yeah. like, but like, there's literally nowhere there could be another closet. It's yeah. impossible. It, it's New York. Maybe she had one of those, like, under bed storage. Oh, like the rolly things? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, and that's where she kept all of her clothes. You're right. She'd roll or, it out every or morning. Or pause. What she does is she just goes to the store, buys a dress, wears it for the occasion, and then throws it throws away. Throws it straight but in the garbage. But she keeps the bridesmaids' dresses. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. you can shorten it. Wear it again. Right. <laughs> have you uh, Have you ever been a bridesmaid? Um, No, but I am about to be. Ooh. Oh, yes. I'm going to be a bridesmaid for a friend's wedding that is in September. And uh-huh. then my sister's getting married. I'm a, the maid of honor, mm. maid of dishonor, I like to call myself. And um, Do you really? No. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think of you I'm, as a dishonorable person. I am person. so dishonorable. Have you met me? What? Oh, yeah. I, that is that is how we met. We were both counting cards yeah. in the casinos. In the casinos, yeah. Right. We both got kicked out the same yeah. night. Yeah. Held in jail overnight. I mean, right. I'm so dishonorable. And then we tried to steal a guy's identity. And then we stole his car. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, I mean, did he need it? I don't really think that that occasion was dishonor. I just mm-hmm. think that was a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So we were, I don't. Yeah. And honestly, 
I think we did him a favor. I think we did too. Yeah. He, he really turned his life around. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping tracks of track of oh, his credit card it, you purchases. You keep in touch with him? No, I just track his credit card purchases. So you so you know when's the right time that you can like slip a slip, slip a purchase a, in yeah, there. Yeah, just yeah. a little two hundred dollar shoe purchase. Sure. It's easy. I need new shoes. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. No one's gonna know. And you know what? He's a good friend. He would love to. We are so close. Yeah. Um. He owes me actually. Right. <laughs> And so I like to steal from him. Anyway, <laughs> I am the maid of honor at my sister's wedding in February. February. Where is the September wedding occurring? The September wedding is in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, it's the state of my birth. <laughs> it's very non-traditional. It's going to be really fun. There's going to be like acting and singing and improv oh, and yeah, skits yeah, yeah. and all kinds of weird shit. It's going to be really fun, though. I'm yeah. excited. And we're all wearing white. Yeah. yeah, even the bride, the and bride, group? yeah, or bride, well, and whoever's getting married. I, I have no know. idea what the men are wearing, but all the women are wearing white. Mm. Yeah, and it was like a choose your own adventure game. She was like, "Just buy a white dress. I don't even care what it looks like." And I was like, "Ooh, hell yeah!" A little too much faith in us. She <laughs> or she just really doesn't care. She really doesn't care. <laughs> She's so cool. She's my favorite. I went to a wedding um, where a guy they said it's like, "Oh, you know, wear wear whatever you want," uh-huh. and most people were dressed in like wedding attire, right? As one. Um, and then a guy showed up in like flip flops and shorts and a tie. Oh my god, I love that! <laughs> was he the most popular one at the wedding? Um, he was definitely the highest one at the wedding. <laughs> Where's the high- oh? Oh, there he is. He it's just walked guy. in. Tie dye shirt, definitely that guy. Yeah. definitely that guy. I love weddings. Do you? I love them. Oh, I, tell it's me just more. Like, oh my god, it's fun. Well, but I haven't. <laughs> I think a lot of people have been to, like, bad weddings, and I so far haven't really been to any bad weddings. Like, they all have, you know, like, at least, you know, beer and wine, and, and, like, they feed you, and you get to dance, and I love dancing, and let me tell you, like, at my brother's wedding back Mm -hmm. in 2014 is when he got married, he had one um, groomsman, uh, his friend from high school, this guy, Jared, Mm -hmm. who just, like, the entire time the music was playing was totally on it like on the dance floor oh he my was God, that's in it amazing. he was doing all the dances like he was dr- getting other people to dance mm-hmm. and really he was just the hype man yeah of the making everything fun yeah and the photographers loved him Obviously. just making everything happen and I was like I and, and it was like so much fun yeah. to be around that yeah. kind of energy that from then on I was like every wedding I go to I'm gonna try to bring that and like that's be awesome that I don't think I've ever been to a bad wedding. Like, every wedding I've ever been to has been, like, a standard. There's a ceremony, and then there's food, and then there's... Like, it's always been very standard, but... I will say I don't want to have a wedding mm. because I had a little thing called a sweet 16 and that was the most stressful time of my life. I can't <laughs> imagine having to incorporate somebody else's life and family into that. I right. do not want that ever. <laughs> so what I'm planning to do is just get married at a courthouse and secretly invite my friends to a bar and not tell anyone anything until we get there and be like, surprise, we're married. Buy us alcohol. Honestly, I love that for you. I want that so bad. <laughs> and I'm going to take like particular pride if I can really surprise people. Yeah. Like that is my goal is to like blindside. Oh my God. Everybody. I into do. thinking it's a casual oh. Friday night. Like 
we're all here for a birthday party or like some random ass holiday that's happening and then be like uh, by the way we went to the courthouse earlier and then, and we'll then surprise like, everyone what? yeah and everyone will and have I'll be to be like i'm pregnant no just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i don't want that at i all. already had the baby <laughs> <laughs> and by the way here it is i named it after you all of you <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid yeah. uh, <laughs> but um but yeah I do there is there I have been to some like pretty chill just like fun weddings yeah but but yeah I don't I don't think I'm the person that's like you know like I'm I'm not I'm definitely not Jane let's let's circle yeah, this back Jane from I'm Grace of Andrasses tw- Jane aka Catherine Heigl mm-hmm. aka Izzy Stevens from Grace Anatomy mm-hmm. um yeah, she's obsessed with weddings. Yeah. Hardcore. Ever since she was a kid. Crazy eyes. The she whole really, first half of that movie was crazy really does eyes. Have, her eyes are very wide open she's like, for this. <laughs> like when the bouquet was like coming for her, she yeah. was like, like if, I don't know, she hadn't eaten in three weeks and like there was a hamburger in front of her. Like that yeah. was the fate. Like her, the cartoon, her like the cartoon, I haven't eaten and this is food. Right. Face. And that she looks at people and they turn, instead of turning into a <laughs> they drumstick, turn. they turn into uh, a, a bridal wedding. bouquet. Yeah, a bouquet. <laughs> and she's like, let me catch you. And they're like, please stop touching Go me. Away. Security. Security. Um, yeah. Get this woman out. On. <laughs> <laughs> on a level from like sane to crazy Jane, how do you like? Where do you fall? Oh, on it's your left such wedding? a tough question. Oh, you're totally a Catherine Heigl, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like okay. First of all, a, a huge party where I'm the center of attention. Uh, <laughs> sign me up. Um, also, I it's love- called Saturday at Shelby's. Shelby, I did. I don't. I ha- yeah. I'm not, I'm not the center of attention. Uh, you could. The party is named after you. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's your party. Uh, for the listeners out there, I used to do monthly parties called Saturday at Shelby's. Maybe I'll pick them back up. We don't know yet. I no do a lot sure. of stuff. She's very busy. <laughs> She's very tired. <laughs> it, is, it is fun, and I like to being able to see everyone. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I love weddings, and I would love to have a wedding. Uh-huh. I, But I... It, ugh. I see it's taken me a while because as you know, I was married. I got divorced. Yes. Um, we didn't have a wedding. We just we did drive through Vegas thing because we did it in secret. But we were gonna we were planning on having an actual like wedding. Right. Which he didn't really care about. That was mostly for me. But mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to have the celebration. And the way that my I when I, I was secretly married, I had been te- I texted my brother about it because uh-huh. he he's married and had a really nice wedding at the Seattle Aquarium. It was beautiful. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Um. And I was like, so what? I was like, is it really like? How do you feel about your wedding now? Like, was it really worth it? And he was like, well, it's important to know that it's not just like a party. It's it's something. It's a celebration that's like establishing a foundation you're you're like making memories that you're going to keep with you for the rest of your life sure and that's what it's about mm-hmm. like you're you're you know trying to start your marriage off with with a memory that you're going to keep for the rest of your life so you should be you know do it the way that you want to do it a and I was like surprise party yeah. right <laughs> and I was like I was like yeah I think that would be worth it for me yeah as you know I did not like we had some money issues so we kind of called off the the actual wedding reception or like we postponed it and then we divorced so we <laughs> didn't have indefinitely uh, postponed right and then um well, yep forever um <laughs> and then it took me a while because Honestly, I was so upset when I realized, like, my car broke down. I had to buy a new car, and I realized mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to be able to have the wedding that yeah. I wanted that year. I was like, 
pretty upset about it. Yeah. Um, and my ex-husband at the time didn't really understand why. He's like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. And I'm like, how dare you? I am upset. <laughs> and then even like after we divorced, it's still taken me a little bit to not get sad when I see like bridal salons just because oh. the wedding dresses are so pretty. They are really pretty. You're so right. Um, but I have very like, I I have very like particular tastes, I guess, about it. like I don't want to wear a poofy dress. I've tried it on and like I'm like I can't walk in this. Even like an A line, I'm like I can't. No, this is I need just like a sheath dress. Anyway, this is too much about my wedding preferences. Who? It's not something that's that's in. Say the, yes to the dress, right, Shelby. I do love say yes to the dress. <laughs> um, it's not something that's like in my immediate future in any way. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm sure. Yes, but it is something that you want. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would be fine not having one, but I would like one. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, they're fun. I mean, and I want to get proposed to also. Like, that's like a fancy really cool. proposal. <laughs> I kind of want to get fancy proposed to. I mean, not I like gonna, not like very fancy. public. Right. I don't mean like fancy in like upscale or anything but like, like that. Elaborate. But like, <laughs> I want, I want a very elaborate proposal, yeah. and I don't want it to be in front of people, like right, at all. Right. I don't want to be in. I don't want the pressure of. A million eyes on me but like something that's just very thoughtful yeah and like he really listens to me you know what I mean like yeah. I just want I want someone to to take consideration into would you ever consider proposing like as yeah the woman yeah no I don't have a problem with that mm-hmm. um I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but the second time my parents got married, my mom proposed to my dad. Oh, that's cute. Oh, um, the wedding that I'm in next month, they proposed to each other. Oh. Separately. What? She proposed in the CVS parking lot that they first kissed in. First. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that's what it was. Suki, I'm so sorry if I got that completely wrong. But, like, legitimately, like, in a CVS parking lot. I was like, no, you guys really are sweet. so funny. I lo- They're the so funniest sweet. couple. Like, it's so funny. And I forget how he proposed, but she proposed in a CVS parking lot. So that that's is all really sweet. It's just yeah. not what I expected yeah, to hear. <laughs> CVS, right? It's so weird. I love it. I love them. I think it's great. Well, I mean, in 27 Dresses, we didn't really... We got to see the proposal for her sister. Right, but we didn't get to see Yeah, so in this movie, her sister and her boss, who Jane's boss, who she's in love with, um, he meets her sister, and, and they hit it off. Fall and madly he, in love. Yeah, he, George, uh, proposes to her sister, right. Tess, and we see that. At the end of the movie, Jane gets together with um, Kevin, Kevin Malcolm. slash Malcolm Doyle, Malcolm. James Marsden, and we don't get to see that. Proposal. I, know. I wish we would have saw that proposal. Well, I mean, where would they fit it in? They wanted to put the wedding. In. Like we see them get like start. We see them get together. Whatever. And then, and then it cuts to I'm a year later where they're getting married. Whatever. Who, also, like people really, it takes a fucking year to plan a wedding. Yeah, like that's the most realistic movies. timeline I've right. ever seen. No, but that would be if they got married. If they decided to get married immediately upon started dating, they probably did though. She's nuts. <laughs> She was probably like, um, okay, we've already been through a lot, so we should just get engaged right now. Right, 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 right. We, we've known each other for a few weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> we hooked up once. Uh, <laughs> we slept together one time yeah. after singing Benny and the Jets, and here we are yeah. today. Time to start planning this wedding. Yeah. Basically. To be fair, she probably already had... Well, no, she didn't, because she wanted a wedding like her mom's at first. And it wasn't like her mom's at yeah, all. Yeah, it wasn't like her mom's at all, because that was her sister was going to do that, and then she, realized, she started... 
running she's just her the own bitch stuff. that cut her mom what is it you're just the bitch who broke my heart and cut up my mother's wedding dress yeah that's what happened yeah her sister dude that mom's wedding dress her sister's pretty mean in this movie and i it's kind of it's weird because it's not like one of those things where um like we were talking about with um uh, something borrowed where the person who's supposed to be kind of self-centered and, mm-hmm. and vapid isn't really that bad. Yeah. Like her sister in this movie is, who's, horrible. is like a hor- her She's self-centered in such a horrible way that it's like, why would anyone choose to be around this person? Right. It's like after the article get like, okay, if, if you, you and I were sisters, okay, in a perfect world, um, and <laughs> some guy, dog. and some guy, like <laughs> you have to finish writing that fan fiction, um, and some guy wrote like a very personal article about you, and like I was mentioned as a bridezilla or whatever. Yeah, my first reaction wouldn't be, oh my god, he wrote something so horrible about me. I'd be like, are you okay? Yeah. Like, how are you? Are you feeling all right? Let's cuddle. Let's eat chocolate and watch movies. Or we've got to take care of you. But right. Well, that that was something that, that came up in this movie a lot, is yeah. that her sister, Tess, had no idea, seemed to have no grasp of how Jane was feeling at any time and didn't yeah. really seem to care. Yeah. As if she, she didn't notice how Jane was feeling and also didn't care about it. Yeah. And it, it, in a kind of like sociopathic way like to the point where she's like she clearly didn't care about the feelings of anyone around her it was very strange yeah how like she seemed like just to completely lack yeah and then they they try to justify it at the end because she's like oh but my life isn't perfect like I lost my job and my boyfriend broke up with me right it's like um yeah (laughs) does that justify you being a complete asshole to like everybody no it doesn't but I do think so this is kind of where my, my mind ended up going Go. during that scene. So so the sisters end up fighting a lot, you know, toward right. the end, and then they, they make up, um, obviously, because they're sisters. And uh, it isn't re- even really about their relationship. No. It's more about Jane kind of realizing that she needs to pay attention to her own needs and interests ahead of yeah. just trying to take care of everyone else in her life. Um, but when they were talking they were like why would you want to be so jane says something to tess she's like why would you want to be me when you're you all the time like something like that and what i realized is that okay so tess the sister is basically lying to everyone all the time about Mm -hmm. what's going on in her life right to like a wild extent yeah um and the 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 side effect of that is that no one really knows what's going on with you and they think your life is perfect and i've actually had that before where i used to have a really hard time opening up about stuff going on like Mm -hmm. going wrong in my life so a lot of my friends just thought i was like chill super perfect happy all the time like i I even had are you not no i'm just kidding i'm like a (laughs) Dude, I'm like a human being. What? I know, isn't that wild? where? Let me see the tag. I don't. I don't believe you. I don't. Tag. I don't see it. Where is it? Where's I the receipt? It I cut it off. I, I need a receipt from the human store. Um, I I bought myself from the human store. Um, <laughs> bought myself. I. Uh, that's how. That's how you get born. That's, yeah. Um, babies just it's buy themselves biology. From it. Yeah, I don't even know where this bit is going, but. <laughs> It's getting away from me. I so so yeah. I even had a friend tell me like, "Oh, I always wanted to have your life because I thought it was perfect. I thought your life was perfect in every way." And yeah. I'm like, 
I mean, maybe that's a failing of imagination on like my friends' parts too. But also, like I, I did, you know, keep all that stuff hidden. And yeah. once I started letting it out, letting it out, like I felt like a much better, much more genuine person. Mm-hmm. And I think Tess goes through the same transformation yeah. in this because at the very end, she's like very honest about herself and mm-hmm. maybe seems to be picking things back up with uh, with that George George guy. There. They seem to still have a he yeah. Seems so old to me. <laughs> Still, he seems so old to me. I don't me. know. I feel like when I first older. watched the movie, he felt really old, and now he just feels old yeah. as well. So George is, is Jane's boss. Yes. Um, and then he, yeah, he get, he proposes Jane to Tess. They're gonna get married, right. and then Tess has been lying the whole time, right? Saying she's a vegetarian <laughs> and she loves hiking and so, animals, yeah. and really she is not a vegetarian. She, she does not hates love animals. either of those things. Yeah. <laughs> She's an animal hater. Um, that's why she eats them. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yep, that's why we all eat them. Right. Because we hate animals. Yeah. Um, and then eventually she gets, uh, what's her name? Jane gets kind of sick of it and she outs Tess in the most Public, horribly yeah. amazing display of humiliation Dude. I've ever seen in my whole life. And she's at the time wearing this this really nice black dress. Mm-hmm. Yep. Her hair is all done away from her oh face, my God, but she down. smiles with like oh, freaking venom, daggers in her eyes. Venom. Oh yes, dripping. Oh, it's her. so good. She's like the perfect bride bridesmaids always does what she's asked, oh. and then she just like walks away, and oh. you're just like shit's about to go down. Bad. I love, it's one of my favorite scenes. I really liked it, and I yeah. especially like how she goes from that to immediately she's standing outside with. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Doyle. <laughs> yeah. His name is both Kevin and Malcolm yep. in this movie. That's what I call him. Um, and and he, he like gives her a gift or something. But you look at her face and she just looks so young. She looks so like childlike in that moment because mm-hmm. you can tell she's like really upset. Yeah. And I thought it was a really good they did they did a good job with that trans of her yeah. be- because all of whenever you're feeling those like really strong yeah. emotions like that that is kind of like your inner child coming out yeah and so yeah it was really cool to see her being super angry and bitter and like venomous and then immediately like yeah of course your reaction after that is to become like just drained and like childlike I think it's interesting too because like if you let's get like let's get like philosophical with this movie right now yeah but if you really think about it like she's had to be the adult the entire time right, right. like her mom their mom died when she, they were very young which you learned at the beginning of the movie so she's basically been like the mother to her little baby sister and like all this time like so this entire like Tess's entire life mm-hmm. Jane has always been this like stable like pillar mom type nurturing always taking care of her and this is like the first time that you see her flip and become I'm not to say that sisters do this to each other but the idea that like you know when I, you don't have any sisters do you you, no, have, you have just a brother. brothers so me and my sister like when we were you know high school age ish we're about four years apart it's like that thing where you just do whatever you can to piss them off mm-hmm. you know it's like you're constantly just like ribbing each other with like stupid <laughs> shit and you're just like mocking them or making fun of them or whatever and you're not doing it because you hate them or you want them to cry or anything like that but it's just like you're in the house all the time together and it's like right. that energy that female energy just like works its way into mm. you and you're just like yeah well you look horrible in those shorts and then you run away like that's it um but yeah, like, I actually I'm like saying yeah 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 I have no I, I yeah, can't relate it's to this. different <laughs> having it's it's so different between like having like a female male energy like sibling energy yeah versus a female female especially because me and my sister are so close in age like we were um 
you know, close enough that, like, she wasn't my baby sister. Right. But, like, far enough away that we had none of the same interests or anything like that. Like, we were just still yeah. in completely different worlds. So it's, like, that's the first moment where you kind of see her do the, like, oh, I'm going to fuck with you right now. Right. Like, I'm not your mother. I'm not your caregiver. Yeah. I'm a pissed off sister, and I'm just right. going to fucking let you have it right now. And then when she does that, and I think that goes to the point of like, oh, she looks really young afterwards because it's mm-hmm. like the first time she's been able to be just the sister, just the young, you know, just this yeah. young person as opposed to having to always be put together like, and always yeah. in control and always like planning and executing and all this kind of stuff. So it's like she finally gets to like start over, which right. is really, really cool. And then he gives her the uh, Blackberry. Yeah. Circa 2008. And uh, what a what a time. Yeah. The year I graduated high school. Oh, the year before I graduated high school. I was in a very horrible relationship. Yay. (laughs) I love when people are in horrible. Right. Oh, yeah. We love that here. Here in the rom complex, we love horrible (laughs) relationships. Do you think this, what kind of like. I li- so I liked this movie, and okay. I did see it back in 2008. Yeah, um, me too. So it has been 11 years since Yay. I've seen this movie, which is wild it to think about. It hasn't been quite 11 years for me, but it has been a while. Yeah. Do you think, like, what... So I guess it does, like, imply that women are obsessed with weddings and men don't care. Yeah. Um, that that was one of the things that was repeated a lot. Yeah. So you have uh, the the male lead, mm-hmm. um, James Marsden, playing mm. Kevin Doyle, but he Yum. writes under the name Malcolm Doyle, and he writes the commitment section of the New York something journal journal. <laughs> I'm like, is it a real newspaper? It's, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and and that's just like he so he writes about weddings, but he doesn't actually believe in weddings right? or true love or like you know except that like, he does right because he secretly he, does he but secretly he's, does he's openly very cynical about right. it right um and uh, of course uh, Jane is obsessed with his column obviously when she meets him doesn't know it's the same guy because he's a, uses a different name. Pseudonym, obviously. But she can see through his writing that he does care about those weddings. And he does admit admit it eventually. But he and his colleagues kind of talk about how like, oh yeah, like you're just every woman in in the United States or whatever is reading your your column or whatever every Sunday. And it's like, what are you talking about? How many people are reading newspapers? Even in 2008, like... We didn't even get a newspaper anymore at that point. Like, I think we stopped getting a newspaper in, like, 2004 or 2005, like, at the latest. That's so funny. I don't, I honestly don't remember a time of newspapers. Right. <laughs> well, I wouldn't really read, the, I'd read the funnies sometimes yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, the funnies, obviously. And when I was real little, like, we would use newspaper to, like, wrap presents and stuff for people. Yeah. But, but yeah. We when, would always get it so that we would get the sale paper. And then, right. like, you could go through and... We, I remember I have vivid memories of like sitting at my grandma's house and we would all be sitting around the table and like they would have the paper and like the, the sales section and we'd be like, so what's at Target on Sunday? <laughs> and you just like look through the, the paper. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, maybe in New York people were reading the newspapers still. I mean, 2008. I don't think I, don't I was paying that much attention to anything in 2008. So <laughs> yeah. they could be reading newspapers. They're very worldly in New York. I was in That's Florida. True. We're not very worldly down there. Same. I was also in Florida at the yeah. time. 
Um, I, so this movie was written by Aline Brush McKenna, yes. who was the co-creator of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's very good. Yes. Very good show. Yeah. Um, which kind of, tra- I mean, it tracks because tra- Catherine Heigl's crazy. <laughs> she's yeah, the crazy I mean, she's pre-ex-girlfriend. The- but she's not crazy. She's crazy. About weddings. Yeah. She's not really, she's not. she's not in any other relationships in the movie. She's in love with her boss, of course. Right. But then by the end, she's like, um, actually, no, I don't like you. Um, basically what she says. Yeah. Like, she's like, like nah. they kiss after, after, you know, he and Tess don't work out. Hobby. He and she admits that she had feelings for him, mm-hmm. and he kisses her, and then she's like, "Huh, yeah. that's uh, nope, nope, yeah. not feeling it, not into it, yeah, at all." So she's in love with Kevin Malcolm, right? Yeah, you know, because they sang Benny and the Jets together, and that's love. And that's Isn't it? love. That's love. Love is love is not caring that someone that the other person doesn't know the words to Benny and the Jets. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. That's the only way I measure love. Mm-hmm. So if any, you know, you single fellas out there. Right. Want to get to love me. Yeah. You gotta. Every time you get to a third date, you play Benny and the Jets. And see what happens. See you what just, happens. just let it ride. Exactly. See what happens. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, goodbye. Am I right? Yeah. I think it's really interesting. So one of the things that I kind of picked up on or that I like was like, oh, this might be interesting to talk about is that like this, this movie really explores like the difference between like fantasy and reality. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's the fantasy that Jane has very explicitly at the beginning of the movie. And the fantasy is that her boss will fall madly in love with her, that he'll propose to her, that they'll have their wedding in the boathouse in her mother's wedding dress and everything will be right in the world, and she'll live happily ever after. But then Tess comes in and basically steals her entire fantasy. Right. The only problem is is that the fantasy that she now has is based on lies. It's all based on nothing, and it's not real, so obviously, like, it collapses. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting because then you juxtapose that with, like, the way Malcolm talks about weddings and about how weddings are a fantasy, and that marriage is the thing that you actually have to, like work towards and 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 you know yeah be good at and it is interesting because you don't in this movie see any marriage at all there are no married couples in this movie no because the mom is dead yeah yeah their dad is is single after you know their mom died when they were kids um and no one else is married in it um and then you know any of the or like the engagement doesn't work out so you see people at their weddings you don't actually see any marriage right so maybe that's the only marriage the only aside from like talking about the parents and their like perfect wedding slash marriage that right. they had or whatever you get the the other side which is kevin's um failed, failed marriage right um and how you know they had the perfect wedding and they were madly in love but then his wife cheated on him with his best friend from high school or college, college or whatever. i think it was his college roommate something yeah. like yeah, so cliche <laughs> but i feel like the movie definitely threw like every single wedding marriage cliche you could throw in there but it was i think it was to serve the idea that like the wedding is only part of it like right. i think at the beginning Catherine Heigl's character is like, the wedding is everything. The wedding is everything. The wedding is everything. Yeah. And then by the end of it, she realizes, actually, it's it's the person right. that's it's, everything. Or it's right. the marriage or it's the relationship or whatever you want to read into it. Um, but I did think it was just, like, interesting because, like, 
Tess really did just come in, swoop in, and take her sister's dream life without yeah. realizing it. I mean, to be fair, it's not like Jane ever told Tess anything. It's not like she told yeah. her, oh, yeah, I'm actually in love with George. It's not like she said, like... But she did say, like, oh, mom and dad's wedding was perfect. That she... And, like, that, that 100% knew. she stole. Tess, <laughs> Tess even said what, like, oh, I know you wanted the, to get married in the boathouse with this dress, but I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, she didn't give no, a shit. Yeah. That part was very on purpose. Yeah. Um, she's but it goes, But I think it goes back to the, the same point that, like, she was just trying to be... Jane, I think yeah. she thought that that's what she wanted to be her sister. She wanted yeah. to be her sister, and she knew that that's what her sister wanted. So if that's what Jane wanted, that's what she wanted too. Because that, that would make her the right kind of person, exactly yeah. the perfect person to be with this George person. And, yeah, you know, live happily ever after. Right? Who he didn't have? I mean, like what? There was nothing he special didn't have, about. Yeah, him. I know. Seriously, it's like okay, he's an entrepreneur who gives a shit. Like, yeah, he's. He, eco-friendly like yeah. I, I can be eco-friendly like it's fine everyone can be eco-friendly right and he even said to her at toward the end where he's like oh you know it's great because you never say no to stuff and it's yeah. like he just admits to like taking advantage of her hard working yeah. and, and that's when she like admits you know her feelings and stuff i was in love with you but right. you kiss like gross and i don't yeah. like it there's too much no lip gloss <laughs> there's no lip gloss yeah there's no lip gloss <laughs> Uh, sometimes you need that slippage, Mary Kate slippage. and Ashley taught me that. I'm gonna start using that word from now on. <laughs> slippage. It sounds too sexual. For like, I kissing. mean, Mary Kate and Ashley said it, so obviously it's too sexual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what they're known for. Yeah. No. When when they were. <laughs> But they were like teens. I know. I, <laughs> I know. I once uh, had a, I did once have a, not a boyfriend, but a guy I was making out with. He was like, oh, you shouldn't, don't wear lip gloss when you're kind of come kiss me. Cause like I once kissed a girl who was wearing lip gloss and I like didn't like it and like how it felt. And I'm like, you're a 15 year old Mormon boy. Like, you don't get to, you're not even supposed to be kissing anybody. Yeah, right you now. don't get to dictate how right. this goes down, dude. Also, you're just lucky enough to be yeah. kissing anybody. Also, I didn't wear lip gloss. Like, <laughs> well, you were a teenage girl. Of course you didn't. You yeah. were like, oh no, he's going to hate me. Well, no, but I never did. Like, I never oh, wore lip gloss. Oh, you just yeah. didn't wear lip gloss. Yeah. I didn't oh. wear any makeup. There was a brief time where I wore black eyeliner only on my lower lid. Yes! <laughs> Emo girl. I I was an emo girl. Oh, um, my gosh. But I didn't wear lip gloss. <laughs> I don't think I did either. But, like, eh. It was the 2000s. Who, right. Who, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what happened? What a Honestly, time. we all. What a time. We were. What a time to be alive. <laughs> um, I also want to talk about the overt racism in this movie. There was we have so to talk God. about it. I wrote it in such big block letters on my notepad. I mean, I was, was so uncomfortable. It was so 2008 because it was yes. It was like clear that it was Tess, wrong. the person yeah. doing the racist stuff, <laughs> doing the racism was in the was in the wrong. Right. But it was played as a joke. Yeah. So it was so 2008 because there was, okay, so George has, um, he's a in like little a little brother. Right, he's in a big, big, big brother, little brother program. Big brothers. With a little boy brother. named Pedro who mm-hmm. is a Latino Hispanic boy. I don't know. Yeah. He's <laughs> Latino. I don't know. People have issues with the word Latino versus Hispanic. He's one of two of those things. I mean, uh, like you get to use whatever you I want. know. I know. In my opinion, he's a Latino. Like me. Yeah. Um, and 
Yeah, it's just immediately played as a joke because it is very... (laughs) The idea that she would be like, hola, Pedro, like... When everyone is very clearly right. speaking normal around this kid. Yeah. And she's the only one doing it. Like, you're only doing that to get a laugh. <laughs> yeah. And she very loudly says, Hola. Yes. Like, like, after everyone has been sp- talking speaking to yeah. him, he's coming. He's already spoken yeah. in English. He very clearly can speak English. Right. Um, so I think they're just playing that this character is. very dumb I don't but like because also like or and also very racist because also like she's like trying to she's like speaking louder yeah yeah which I think is something people do though well it is (laughs) but like that's the thing is that you're right they're playing it as if she's like this idiot but like come on you can't be an idiot if you're that good at lying right because she literally all she had to hear was her sister say that he doesn't eat red meat? Yeah. And she threw in on a separate, completely separate fucking occasion that she's vegetarian, which was a complete yeah. lie. So it's like, clearly she's good at absorbing information right. and then using it to her advantage. Yeah, and she's manipulating not people. stupid, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like the idea that she'd be like, oh my pain. No, she would, no, she's not stupid. So it is, yeah, it is just play. And then she has him like cleaning her apartment. That's so bad. So bad. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And the other point of (laughs) racism is when she's wearing the kimono dress as one of the dresses Uh, in her. And I was like. (laughs) Well, oh, because they said, what did he say? Kevin said it. He said you have to put on the Benihana dress. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, oh, you have to put on this Benihana dress. And it's, it's a kimono yeah you can say kimono kevin right malcolm like that's such a fucked up thing to yeah. say yeah yeah it is so like it's a so bad it's so and bad. these are the heroes of our story <laughs> these are the people we're rooting for you're right that's but you know we up. were rooting for undercover racists also, back in 2008 obviously i don't think they wear kimonos at benihana no, I think they just wear like shirts and pants. Yeah, uh, like I haven't a been shirt, to a Benihana. A shirt with Benihana written on it. Yeah, like probably. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, get this. It's a what? Benihana <laughs> staffed entirely with rabbits. Okay, it's, it's Bunnyhana. <laughs> I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> That's it for our show, folks. Tune in next week. <laughs> She's yes. gonna murder me after this. And so then <laughs> Shelby's gonna die, and it's gonna be yeah, a one-woman podcast. <laughs> You're just gonna do it by yourself. You're not even gonna I'll get talk a different to myself. Co-host. Yeah, I'll just talk to myself. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. Don't you remember that time? I'm like, yeah, I totally remember. That. You're gonna have two microphones too. So yeah, I'll <laughs> run back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> next I like week, this for you. Me by myself. Yeah, because <laughs> you're dead. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. What else? Like. Also, I I think I said this while we were watching it, but I'm going to reiterate for the folks at home. Mm. (laughs) There is no way. It is impossible that Catherine Heigl's character has that many ethnically diverse friends. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> there's yeah, no way. true. I get she lives in New York, <laughs> but there's no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't believe it. That's the one point that I could not suspend my disbelief. Right. I was like, absolutely not. This is impossible. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Because <laughs> it's like she goes to the Indian Jewish wedding, which I thought was really fun. Yeah. It's like the only... Aside from, like, at the end where Judy Greer's character is going to, like, very obviously hook up with the uh, co-worker. Right. Um, it's the only, like, interracial couple that yeah. we see 
in the whole movie. Oh, we should talk about Judy Greer. Let's talk about Judy Greer she's for amazing. the rest of the night because yeah. I love her. Uh, she's such a, so Judy Greer commonly plays like quirky best friend yes. in these movies, and every time she does, I'm like in love with her. Yeah, and every time she does, and and it, we've talked about this before, and you literally said it like. Why isn't the movie about her? I would. (laughs) Oh, my God. I would literally. Every movie that. Okay. I'm going to pitch this to the networks. Networks, listen up. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Studios. Pay attention. Hey, Paramount Pictures. Hey, Paramount. Hey. Hey, Sony. Searchlight. Fox Searchlight. (laughs) Warner Brothers. Here I am. Yeah. WB. Get that frog (laughs) over here. Let him him tap dance (laughs) Every single Judy Greer movie that she's ever played the quirky best friend in, I want them to make a movie just about her character. She's going to be a very busy lady for the next couple years because we're going to remake all of these fucking movies. Right. And we're going to make them about her. Because her character, named Casey, Mm -hmm. is the coolest bitch in this entire movie. She's so fucking cool. She's so cool. And, like, here's the thing, too, that I also also had this thought while we were watching it. These types of movies, like specifically rom coms, I know that's our that's our niche. That's yeah. our that's our subject matter. But they're always like the main character is always either a like super, super outrageously like romantic person. Yeah. Who like loves weddings or love or whatever. Or they're a complete cynic who doesn't believe in love or whatever and then they change their mind by the end of the movie. Yeah. That kind of thing. But they never just put like a real person right. <laughs> who is just like I'm cool, I'm young, I'm hot, let me go have sex with these guys and, like, maybe I'll fall in love later. But, like, who cares? Let's live, you know? It's always, like, has to be at one end or the other. But, like, we never get to see someone who's just, like, derping around, having a good time. (laughs) She's just derping around. Dude, Judy Greer is literally had a two-night sleepover with a groomsman from a wedding. Yeah. Came to work the next day. In his clothes. In his clothes. And then she used her, like, bridal sash to make a belt. And it was the cutest outfit. outfit. Yeah. Like, she is my hero. Uh, My hero. She's really great in in that movie. And I would totally watch a movie just just about her she had a lot of really good one-liners and like a lot of good like little tagged yeah like tagging lines yeah that she... and her hair was darker in this movie is it usually lighter it's usually well i mean i don't know i think of her as a blonde but i guess maybe oh, not yeah i uh, maybe this is because of like arrested development or something <laughs> I uh, possibly I was thinking during this movie like oh it must be nice to live in movie world where you have everyone telling you exactly what's wrong with you in any scene <laughs> oh my where god like, all the, there's always a scene where like the two the like male and female leads are saying something like this is what's wrong with you yeah. and they explain it in a very concise very clear perfectly. way yeah, and then like the other person responds like well this is what's wrong with you yeah. and they do the same thing and yeah. it's like wow that must be really nice like you're I Arguments must be really efficient. I want people to write my arguments. Right? Um, But it is, I think it is like, it's not real. It is kind of a fantasy. I mean, this the movie is itself is a fantasy, just right. as the to, to us, just as the weddings <gasps> oh. were a fantasy. Oh my god! To Catherine Heigl's character. <gasps> wow. Because like the yeah, the characters can't be completely fleshed out because you only have like an hour, and this movie's like an hour and fifty minutes. Yeah. Um. To to do anything with it, it ends up being very broad. Yeah. Um. And and very kind of stereotypical in a way. They rely on some stereotypes mm-hmm. and 
shortcuts and have yeah do a lot of telling rather than showing yeah. and they hold your hand a lot like they they tell the audience exactly what's going on there's right. not a lot of thinking involved but that's what makes it broadly appealing to yeah. people and like that's what gets that's what hits us in those feels and yeah. keeps us coming back for more. Like, I th- think part of it is, like, the fantasy and, like, knowing it's a yeah. fantasy. But when we watch this stuff, it's like, kids, we get so confused yes. about, like, what is real? Yeah. What is the fantasy? Yeah. Because this so clearly is. Yeah. Um, like, they're these things are the timeline doesn't make sense isn't really established it's just like how long is it between when when they met Tess and and George start dating and when they get engaged because it seems like no time it It seems seems like like no time and I think what they intended was the flowers were supposed to signify some time of some sort of time passing because like every time she got new flowers it was like clearly time had passed yeah and then at one point there's like a shit ton of like flower vases everywhere yeah in the apartment so you're like okay it's been a decently long amount of time I think but right. like it feels like it's only been a day <laughs> like they yeah. met yesterday and now they're engaged and yeah and they seem to not he seems to not have figured out anything about her like about right? her like who how she really is how could you not have figured out She's not a vegetarian. Yeah. Like, have you tried taking her on a hike? Did she actually go? Like, how long have you been dating this woman that you don't know if she actually is an outdoorsy person? I think you would know that almost immediately because, like, when you're on the dating apps and you write things like, I like being outdoors or, like, on a bike trail or I don't know what people say because I don't do that. Um, You know, one of the first date proposals is like, oh, do you want to meet up and go on a – like, do you want to go do this outdoorsy thing? Do you want to go for, I don't know, a run? Would you go on a run for a first date? I don't know. I bet there are people who would. Probably. Um, well, I think, so Tess, though, is like, so So George is like a really busy guy, right? right. Because he's an entrepreneur and he's Obviously. like doing business and traveling Up and sorts. taking calls and stuff. So maybe. With his cute it was, dog. Yeah, with his very cute Gatsby. dog. Gatsby. So maybe it was easy for Tess to like only have to keep up that image while she she was oh, around him. True, you're you know? not right. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not right. No, you're not right. You're not right. You're uh, not right. No, you're out. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I had a thoughtful comment and then it went away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Maybe it'll come back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it is like. I'm trying to, like, there's something about this movie that now that we talk about it is like, oh, there's some sort of, you can read into some sort of depth there. Like, the fact that it's so um, shallow in a lot of ways and and fantastical sort of is like a commentary on the way that we consume rom-coms and the wedding industry itself. Well, yeah, they keep making commentary about the wedding industry. Like, the Kevin Malcolm character, like, the entire time is like, yeah, we're, you know, it's like pennies on the dollar for flowers, but there's like an 800% markup, and it's like all the superficial stuff that comes in yeah. to weddings. But then he's basically, so something that, that movies do, like they'll have a character hold an opposite opinion, but at the end, that character they, like, will come around yeah. or do the thing that they've been, you know, denying the whole time, and it kind of suggests that, oh, this character was in the wrong and just like denying this. So he comes around to be like, oh no, weddings are great, yeah. you know? Like, and then we we still never see like an actual marriage. marriage. Yeah. So so I feel like it is I saying think they something need to about make that. A twenty eight dresses and show us what <laughs> happened after the wedding. Right. 
Were they really in love? Did they get divorced? Did they have any children? But I think the point of it is, the point of the movie isn't necessarily about the the romance. Right. It is more about... The fantasy. Um, well, it's more about Jane's character finding herself, sort of. Not like finding herself, but standing up for herself. Yeah. And like... Yeah, opening up. So I I, th- I think it's more. I think people kind of dis- distinguish between like you have rom coms mm-hmm. and you have chick flicks, and they're not always exactly oh, the same. You're and right. this I feel like is sort of a mix between the two, right? Because it, it is. I think like it a, falls I think it's more like a, in the chick. Flick it's like category. a chick flick yeah. disguised as a rom com. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have someone who's like comedically smart, like quick witted, like James Marsden, who's yeah. like this fun, like guy character, which you usually get in like a rom-com type. Right. Um, movie. But yeah, I think it's, I think it's a chick flick, like in the yeah. guise of a rom-com. Because the, the thematically and like the message of the movie isn't necessarily about the oh relationship. God, you cracked the code. I, I cracked the code. You did it. You I, are I spent, I spent, yeah, I'm the national treasure. <laughs> You and stole the Declaration of I Independence. I stole it. I stole it. You did and it. I'm ready to find that oh treasure. God. Yeah. The Holy Grail. I don't know. Was yeah, that a different movie? I don't remember. <laughs> that was the Da Vinci Code. Uh, that too. Um, I read that book. He finds <laughs> Jesus's niece or something. I no, don't. that's Dogma. I don't know. <laughs> so many movies <laughs> or books. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. I think that it does that it does it does very much like have that superficial like everything about this is very tropey it's very right. like chick yes, like rom-com sure. but I think it, it it does kind of shine the light on like yeah but this is what you want out of a rom-com because this is what we and pay we're, you we're for fucking give it to this you this is what you wanted and here it you is bitches disgusting consent we're gonna give you exactly what you want and shove it down your yeah. throat. Yeah, and you're gonna love it. Yeah, and I did. I had a and great yeah, time. I, know. I did. I liked, it. I liked it too. I liked when they sang Benny and the Jets. That was really cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that part. Oh. That was, that was very good. Just that's all the good. quippy little like back and forths between yeah. them. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cute. So I like that's what I want. <laughs> you want to be able to banter with I somebody. love banter. I love banter too. Ugh, it's my number one turn on. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Uh, foreplay is all verbal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not just it's that. It's a war but of it words. It starts out <laughs> like that. 100%. Words always. Always yeah. initiate with words. <laughs> yeah, you hear that? Guys, you hear that single the, fellas out the, there? All the single fellas listening to this all podcast. All the single fellas, all the single fellas, all the single fellas. That's here's all I want. here's Sam. She's she's. I'm single. Call me. She's single. Call her. If you want to banter with me, <laughs> call me right now. Our number is five 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 rum complex. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Don't call that. <laughs> call it. Call it. <laughs> it's too many numbers. No, just call it anyway. It's five five rum complex. <laughs> Actually, it could just be if it was if the area code was ROM, and then C O M P L E S. Yeah, it's the right number. ROM You're complex right. is the right number of numbers. We should get that phone number. 
<laughs> a landline. I'm not gonna buy it. Dude, number. we could get we could get like a pink phone, and every time it oh rings, be like rom complex, rom complex. And it'll be like a canned message because who's really gonna answer a landline? Yeah, no we one. could just we just set that up online. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want the pink phone. <laughs> Ah, yeah. We'll make the landing page pink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it can it be a pink phone? Yeah. Great. That's all I want. It's like that movie um, For a Good Time Call. Did you ever watch that? No. That's a great movie. We should watch it. We should. I don't know if it falls under rom-com. We it's don't, not really a well, rom-com. Well, we can, like... Uh, we can just watch it as friends. We can, yeah. We can <laughs> hang out not doing this no absolutely not i only hang out with you when work oh. is demanded just kidding yeah i like We're, you we have more of like a co-worker relationship <laughs> just like a very amicable co-workers <laughs> um we enjoy our time do you have any like do you have any like fantasies as far as romance goes that you think are like that you harbor that you know are like not i know you know? okay so i I, when I was younger, I did. I don't so much have them anymore. But, like, my whole fantasy was, like, the <laughs> very stereotypical rom-com of the best friend would wake up and realize that you're the one for oh, him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Um, but, yeah, that actually, you know what? If I, ha- I That's still kind of a fantasy of mine because <laughs> I would really like to just, like, be friends with somebody and then realize, oh, no, but wait, we're actually really into each other. Right. <laughs> and then we fall in love, and it's easy and fun because we're already friends. So so would you say it's easier for you? Now I'm getting into, like, ther- therapizing. Yes, let's therapize me um, right now. Uh, I know I'm not a therapist. Please don't take any of this. Would you say, so it's more, it's easier for you to open up to someone and be like emotionally vulnerable in, in when it's not in a romantic setting. Yes. So, so in a romantic setting that becomes a lot harder for you. So you can open up with your friends and like be right. But, but when it comes to like like, opening up, if if like the goal is to date or like the, the ideas that, oh yeah, we're going to date. Yeah. It's very difficult for me, which is why there's the the whole friend aspect. Cause it's like, you already know my stuff. Yeah. And then you still really like me, obviously, because I'm really cool and fun and pretty. And, I have like um, the opposite problem, but do you? <laughs> well, I used to, but now, but also, I I feel like I would I would sort of put on and act like meeting mm-hmm. people, you know, hiding certain like yeah. my you know more negative moods. But right. Um, also, I found it a lot easier to kind of be more vulnerable around like guys I was intimate with. Yeah. Than than just friends, like yeah. it and. Um, I think I've let that balance out like mm-hmm. both ways. Yeah. So I'm more vulnerable around my friends and right. sort of more and have better boundaries with like a romantic, partner. yeah, romantic partner. Um, and it's interesting to think about like, why, why is that? And I think it yeah. is. And, and I, I treat, uh, no, like, you know, my partner now, like, I feel like he knows me. He, he's, we started out as friends right. sort of only for like a month, but right. we're like, <laughs> Um, but there's something in that, like, like, I'm not talking about like, okay. So when I was younger, it was the, oh, we've been friends like for a very long time. And like, I want him to see me in that way or whatever, whatever. But like now as an adult, I don't really have like a guy friend that I've known for a very long time who I'm like, I want you to see me as a woman. I'm a woman. No, but it's more so like 
the idea that I would like meet a group of people yeah and like instantly be attracted to one of them right but then still be like oh we're all friends yeah right but then eventually it's like no 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 he makes a move and like steps up and wants to date me because I'm awesome right even though you're not I think that's that's sort of what it is because like oh you want someone to like you even though you're not trying to be a romantic interest you're just being yourself it's the pursuit I want someone to pursue me let's be real yeah I've I've always been the one we've talked about this right I I've I'm a pursuer uh-huh. It's just who I am, but I would like to be pursued. That's my fantasy. Yeah. So you guys, want someone to so be single like, fellas, that's pursue me. You want to be chosen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even being chosen, but like, I feel like especially now, like dating is tragic um, because it's like everyone makes it their job to care as little as possible. Yeah. Like in the, if you were going to talk like date the dating scene, right? It's like who can show they care less and, you know, with girls, it's like, oh, well, he hasn't texted me in two days, so I'm not going to text him for four days or whatever nonsense games that people play these yeah. days. And it's like you inevitably fall into that trap because, like, I don't think I'm a game player at all. Right. But with the way that, like, everything's online and, like, it's all apps and stupid shit like that, you kind of do fall into those traps a little bit where right. you're like, oh, well, I don't even, I've not even met him yet. So like, I don't owe him a, an immediately, like <laughs> immediate response. No, he's going to wait an hour before I respond to a second. <laughs> even though all I want to do is respond. Exactly. To <laughs> even though I'm the type of person that I respond immediately when I see the text message. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, you kind of all fall into those traps and, and now everyone's like, it's their job to not care. So it's like, it, it would be nice yeah. to like, and you see it a lot in these movies and that's probably where I'm getting it from right. is that there's the guy that sees the girl and he's like, that's the one that I want to date. And even though it's borderline stalkery, yeah. borderline restraining order necessary, it's still nice to see that someone is actually making an effort to right. like start a relationship. Yeah. Speaking of that, in this movie, we don't really have time to get into more we about don't. it. But he like, she said no to him a lot. So many times yes. and he kept pursuing her, which yeah. is like, that's not right. No. No means That's no. not okay. Bound- we Ladies about and gentlemen. She's all that. Boundaries. When you set a boundary, that guy should not be pushing past your boundaries. Yes. Unless he's James Marsden. <laughs> yeah, or Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> right. Well, that's been our podcast for the Watch evening. Party. Watch Party episode. Yeah. Um, I, I, what did we say last time? I don't remember. Lo- love yourself. <laughs> Something about loving yourself. But like, we don't even remember our own tagline or closing statement. We um, insert closing tagline here, Shelby. I'll, I'll add it on in, in post. I'll fix it in post. Okay. But don't cut any of this out, though. <laughs> Just add it in post and don't cut any of this out. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.